Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. Canva presents stories to keep you up at night. It was an ordinary work day until... The Singapore presentation is at 3 a.m. The office was shocked. That's when we sleep. Maya made it less scary with Canva. <laughs> I'll just record my presentation so Singapore can watch it anytime. Record and present anytime with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. Dave! David! The long national nightmare is over. We have a Kia MVP for the 2022-2023 season, and it is none other than our big man, our center, a seven-foot-two center from the University of Kansas, Mr. Joel Hans Embiid. Let's go! Why? Why would you draft a guy who's hurt? Dante Exum is sitting right there. <laughs> uh so so who are you quoting when you say that i i wonder uh not this is not a singular person this was the vibes of the day that i was pummeled with left and right turning on espn radio friends living in new york at the time uh, a lot of my friends were knicks fans and so you you can imagine the trolling when they took a guy who wasn't going to play that year so, so all those friends, all those friends and buddies that you have, uh, here's what you do. You send out photos of Joel Embiid holding up the MVP trophy when he gets it. Yes. And you say, yeah, Joel Embiid was hurt when he was drafted, but at least he's still in the league, unlike Dante Exum. <laughs> I don't want to make this. Exum slander. I have nothing against Exum. Okay. But but this guy was going to be the number one pick before he hurt his foot in practice, I think. I'm pretty sure I read in Jake Fisher's book that Cleveland was going to take him one. Right. Um, just absolutely unbelievable because being so close, I mean, he was the favorite at one point over LeBron James to win this two years ago when he hurt his knee in Washington. And then he was the favorite at one point a year ago, uh, at some point throughout the year. And then eventually, you know, the VORP argument drowned him somehow. <laughs> the VORP argument. The VORP and availability <laughs> arguments, um, you know. And so at that point, you and I had conversations about this. I mean, I hosted Drew Hanlon on a pod and like, you could hear in my voice. I didn't want him to go for it again. And Drew said he wasn't going to go for it again. I think Joel said he wasn't looking to do it. He was, he could see what, how that goes. And he's more focused on a championship. And maybe that's what it took. Maybe that's what he needed to just not think about it quite as much to really just focus on everything else. The other thing Drew talked about was that Miami series really made them think about this whole 
playing with your back to the basket post-up stuff, it's tough. It's really tough to do because a team like Miami can front you uh, with guys like Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, and then they can put Bam behind you and right. double and triple. And so they made the adjustment. We we talked about it with him, and he said, we're working on our perimeter. We're obviously working on the jump shot, and we're working on facing the hoop because that makes it easier to see things. Kevin O'Connor had a, had a post, too, that he was working more on his ball handling, and that was not lip service. I thought to myself, how can he possibly get better? I mean, he took another leap last year. It, I think this is lip service. We're not, he's not really going to take yet another leap, right? How could it even be possible? But he did. He somehow found a way to get to that next level. And he averaged 33 points, 10 rebounds, four assists, shot 54% from the field, 33% from three, and just just a force in the lane and averaging about 12 free throws a game. Like, it's it's uncanny what Embiid means to this team. And the Sixers posted the reaction. <laughs> which yeah. the, the vibes are so off the charts because you could talk about not caring about this and focusing on a championship. If you came as close as he did two years in a row and didn't get it, I mean, let, let's be honest. When healthy, he was probably the best player in the league for the better part now of three seasons. Right? Oh, yeah. That's not unfair to say. Not and, unfair at all. And there was a world where he wasn't going to win any of these things, and it was going to bother us for eternity. Um, they hate the process, this, that, and the other. Yeah, if you if you wanted to get in deep into the process, I mean, Sam Hickey lost his job. And to think that he left this team with the future MVP and like literally 24 picks, swaps, asset, you know, just, just an unbelievable come to fruition moment because there were so many haters for the process and the Sixers move. There were so many haters for Joel just saying like, even, even in Philadelphia, it was tough on him for a Which while. Which is really weird given that it was just kind of weird, but also kind of, yeah. Kind of expected were, in this town a little bit. Yeah, there were a lot of, should you build around Ben Simmons? And as you know, the Colangelo burners felt that way. <laughs> yeah, let's, yeah, let's, yeah, let's not relive that situation and how that could have played out. Um, just, just so crazy that it, that it finally happened in this uh, ongoing, is it really going to happen? Is it not going to happen? Did they hate the process? No more. Never again. In, and, in like, you know, in a middle-aged person's lifetime, there's been like 20 MVPs or something, right? It's not, <laughs> there's not a lot of MVPs. There's a lot of repeat MVPs. Yes. Uh, it's as high an honor as there is um, in sports other than the championships, obviously. The voting breakdown went like this. Embiid got 73 of the first place votes. Jan- Jokic got 15 and Giannis got 12. 74 to 15 they love the process is that what you're telling me i'm just saying as much as people said how close this vote was this year this was really a runaway i did not expect that kind of a breakdown at all i didn't think it was going to be this far of a runaway like good god like it wasn't even close ran away with it he just ran away with it and there was a part of me that was watching that boston celtics game 
when he dropped 52. And I was like, he's not going to win. <laughs> they're going to lose this game by three, him dropping 50. And he's not going to win MVP. And it's going to be because of this game. And then he kept kicking it out to P.J. Tucker. He kept making the perfect pass. I mean, they were like triple teaming him. And P.J. knocked him down. I'm like, I think he might have swung some hearts and minds with that. When he, when that was happening, I was just like, okay, how are they going to rob him? I was like, oh, uh, and the, I'm looking at the finals uh, statistics. Oh, he only plays 66 games. That's how they're yes. going to screw him. Or he wasn't the one seed, so that's how they're going to screw him. Like, he's only on the third best team in the East. Like, there was something. Everybody's still, like, warp happy, like – how are they going to screw Embiid out of this this year? Like, that was the prevailing wins that I was thinking about this whole time. Yeah, I started to get really worried when I heard people like ESPN's Kendrick Perkins say, I'm going to vote for Giannis because he's the best player on the best team in the league. Because I was like, you know, that's not the most compelling argument when that player is Devin Booker or Jason Tatum, as we've seen, you know? Right. But when that player is clearly a top three player in the NBA. That's a very compelling argument. And so you saw my Twitter. I started hammering out just how good Drew Holiday and Brooke Lopez have been this year. And yes. how good the Bucks have been without Giannis on the floor. I talked about that with Howard Beck a little bit, trying to get in my own brainwashing um, when we had him on. <laughs> so, I, I mean, it I, It sounds like you may have swayed back a little bit. <laughs> I'm not going to take any credit for that. I'm sure he made up his own mind. He wrote take, a, a cool No, a Dave, cool Dave. No, no, no. Take your lap, Dave. Take your lap. Just do it. All right. You know what? Victory lap it is. What up, Beck? <laughs> it's, like <when> you, <laughs> it's like give Dave a high five when you see him lap you. Um, no, I, I, owe, I owe them an apology because I wrote the piece. They are furious with Daryl Morey, but they Zach and Beck both ended up voting for Joel. So kudos to them. All right. Well, well done. Well done, Howard Beck and Zach Lowe. You're, you're on the right side of history. Very nice. Right side of history. Yes. All, all of you, the, the, the 15, the 27 of you that voted for Giannis and Jokic. Uh, okay. First of all, I'm not going to. Bunch of ringer people. I think. No, 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 no. What I was going to say was, I don't hold that against you. Jokic and Giannis, very deserving, but just saying we're, we're keeping these receipts for this year. Like we're keeping <laughs> these receipts and we're just going to hold it just like you're holding these L's right now. I do like Stephen A. Smith and Mike Wilbon voting for Embiid in back-to-back seasons because they were some of the most rugged process haters. And so you wonder if we could have them on the pod. It would be fun to hear how do you resolve the process wasn't smart. Joel Embiid is your back-to-back MVP. Listen, uh, Stephen A. Smith, Michael Wilbon, you're you're always welcome to come on this podcast so that you can Please receive do. so that you can receive your comeuppance. And yes. that goes and that goes for anybody that voted for anyone other than Embiid this season. Like why, <laughs> why, why just limit it to those two guys? Yeah. <laughs> uh so where where do we go from here now that jo- now Joel is the MVP? So. Maybe he doesn't have to have a season like this where he's just like having to go balls to the wall every season. I mean, maybe depending on team and roster construction, but I don't know. Maybe maybe he takes it easy. He's just like, all right, I got my MVP. I got nothing else to prove. Like, all right, cool. If we don't win a championship this season, like that's 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 my goal for the rest of eternity. 
Yeah, it's hard to answer that question without knowing the results of these playoffs because James Harden, man, we haven't even talked about game one in Boston. This was one of the – I said to my friend, was that one of the three best games of the process era? Yeah, probably. Probably, right? I'm thinking yeah. game game two in Toronto, we stole home court. Sensational, right. Jimmy Butler. Game three against Toronto, Joel's windmill dunk. Maybe yeah. maybe game six against Atlanta when you thought they were going to close us out, but Tyrese Maxey went crazy. But that didn't do the same for me emotionally as last night's game did. Right. I was relieved for that one. I was like, okay, we're back. <laughs> it's not going to be a heart-wrenching disaster yet. I didn't know. I thought we were going to win game seven. Yet, Y-E-T. <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, way way to bring back painful memories and trigger my PTSD again, Dave. God damn it! Where's my whiskey? But, Jesus. But the point I was the point I was trying to make is basically that Harden has more to give as a scorer than we've seen, and so in the world where they beat Boston and Harden signs, let's say a max contract to stay, I think the ideal version of the Sixers. I'm not sure that everyone in Sixersville would agree, but it's a more slightly more evenly distributed scoring profile. Maybe Tyrese Maxey takes a little bit more of the offense burdens, all that stuff we talked about last summer. Right. Joel doesn't have to score. And then he sets a career high 33 points per game. So <laughs> they, they didn't listen to us on that, but it was Joel's best season by a mile. So we're not complaining, but if you want Harden to be happy, because if they lose, if they lose this Boston series, you don't want him to think, well, that was sure fun being the man. I don't do that type of stuff when Joel's out there. I'm more of a playmaker. Right. <laughs> uh, I want to go have fun and average 25 points a game again. So if, but if they win this series and Joel's back, you're going to think Harden's picking up a little of the slack. Maybe when Joel returns, we don't know what percent health he is. They're going to have to do a little bit more of that. Harden carries the show at times offensively. Um, like we saw Jimmy Butler do in 2019. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a little break, and we're we're talking about the Celtics here. So I feel like we should uh, calm ourselves from this great achievement that we have the MVP. And then we're going to come back, and then we're going to gush over this achievement of stealing game one in Boston. Okay. <laughs> We're okay. It's 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 bedlam. It is happiness bedlam on this podcast. Forget the chill ride. Forget the chill vibes. This is the out of sight podcast. Freaking like external happiness edition. (laughs) So we'll be back and uh, we'll talk about game one in Boston. So back after these words. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. Hi, I'm Ben. I suffer from a condition called writer's block. It strikes when I'm at work. That's why I choose Canva Magic Write. It works fast, generating texts in seconds, thanks to AI. Common side effects include increased productivity, compliments from coworkers, feelings of satisfaction. Now I can say bye-bye to writer's block. 
Ask your boss if Canva Magirite is right for you at canva.com designed for work. Tucker getting ready to set a screen. Harden works around it, draws the defense of Horford. Difference of two seconds, game clock and shot clock. Harden sizing up Horford. It's a three. Oh! Harden's got 45! Timeout, Boston! And with that miraculous three-pointer preceded by Tyrese Maxey stealing the ball, Maxey stole the ball! No, uh, the Sixers stole game one in Boston, 119-114. Dave, what that, 119-115, I'm sorry. Dave, that game was absolute bonkers. It was Looney Tunes. It, I just, oh my goodness. I So my fan experience watching this game was I didn't really have any hope through the first half. Right. I was like, you know, I've seen this story before. They're going to hang tough. Boston's playing with their meat, as Doc would say. And then, and then they're going to wilt. And then it was, and then it was still close in the third, right? And then it's like, I'm progressively getting more and more terrified and <laughs> nervous that they have a chance. And this is the series. Like, if they do not win this game, you're not going to feel good about it at all. But if they stole this one somehow, oh my goodness, um, just absolutely unbelievable win. I couldn't believe it. It's the game the Sixers never win, as Paul Hudrick wrote. Never, <laughs> and they won, and and Harden just like he has dealt with so much criticism, and I think a lot of it is unfair because if you are the pretty much the one star on a team, it's easy for someone like Kawhi Leonard to check you, and the rest of the team to cue on you, right? Or if you're going right. with Chris Paul up against like a four-headed juggernaut in the Warriors, it makes sense that you're not going to look quite as good as they do. I was really concerned at halftime, even though they were up three. I was just like, okay, and I, I apologize for my language here, but the Sixers are only down three in a game where the Celtics are shooting freaking infinity from the field. That's a gift. I'll take that. It was pretty crazy, and it was mostly thanks to Melton's, like, five for five from deep. Oh, my God. Mel- D'Anthony Melton, five for five from three in the first half, 17 points. I, I cannot... think he prevented this whole game from being a blowout. Right. And they said it on the TNT halftime show, and I definitely, I 1,000% agree with Charles Barkley. If you're shooting at the half, it was 71.8% percent from the field if you're shooting that well you should not be up by only three you should be up 20 and i totally agreed with him yeah i I don't know i don't know what was going on with like boston's defense or anything like that but the sixers were 11 of 19 from three and like you said melton was five for five harden was three for five maxi sprayed one in tobias sprayed one in even niang sprayed one in and i'm just like what is happening? Like they're hanging with the Celtics and they shoot, they're shooting 72% from three, like, or 72% from the field. If they can clamp up just a little bit on defense and bring that total field goal percentage down to like the fifties in the second half, they can steal this thing. 
you just kept thinking they can steal this game, but they're not going to steal this game. Right. <laughs> and you could absolutely hear it in the audience. The, the fans didn't think the Sixers were going to steal this game. Like, oh, they man, went up 10, they went up 12, I think, in the third quarter. Right. It, it looked like it was over. When the Celtics went up by 10 in the third quarter, I was just like, OK, it doesn't matter that the Celtics have gone cold in this game. Uh, like a 10 point lead in Boston, like you might as well just turn the TV off. That, yeah, that, that looked like a wrap. Harden wasn't completely throwing flames to the same degree. Melton was like not even playing quite as much. And Maxi then banged knees and he's on a stationary bike. I was like, all right, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> and to his credit, Maxi played through it and he had 11 points in the third quarter and uh, on route to, I think it was like 19 in the entire second half. He had 19 in the second half. And, Which is impressive because he's only like two of nine from three, right? Uh, he was one of six in the second half. And then for the game, he was two of nine. Yeah. So some of those were like crushing me because I was like, oh, we had so many chances to go up here. And, and they kept getting stops and Paul Reed was all over the place. And I Paul knew. Reed. I, I knew basketball, Paul Reed. I knew that things were starting to turn when I started to see that, like the Celtics were bricking the same open threes that they were getting in the, in the first half. I was just like, okay, uh, Celtics have gone cold. That's good. Uh, things have tapered off. Cause I kind of didn't think that was going to be uh, sustainable. I even tweeted that out. It's just like the Celtics are shooting 72% from the field. Like that's not sustainable. So yeah, I started if, to feel like Malcolm Brogdon is literally never going to miss a shot against the Sizzy. Right. And, and then Harden poured in 24 just in the second half. And I'm just like, okay, uh, we might win this game. And even though the last two minutes, they were down four. And then Maxi gets that and one. And that was a clear, that was a blocking foul. I don't care what anybody says. That was a block. Martin oh, Smart, what a huge call. Smart was still moving. Even though he was outside the restricted area, like that's a block in high school, college, NBA. That's a block. I'm sorry, his Boston right, fans. I, when, when I saw how far out of the circle he was, I was like, oh, no. But then I saw his right foot move a little. Uh huh. So for the entirety of that review, I held my breath. <laughs> you and me um, both, man. And I was still hurting because they let Marcus Smart uh close landing zone foul james and you know that's been my pet peeve since we got james like i've been talking about that should have been in a flagrant playoffs, they do not call landing zone and i know you know his haters will say he kicks his feet out and he has kicked his feet out for sure but not on that the, one yeah i think what happens is the officials spend too much time saying be careful that he will kick his feet out that they actually miss very very normal shooting motion plays and they just let it go and that was it's a dangerous play we saw what happened with zaza blah 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 can can i ask you something about maxi real quick so maxi one of the prevailing stories that we got like all night last night is maxi struggles against the celtics be it like small sample size or you know the length points per game the length bothers him or something like that he went he was 10 to 24 last night and he poured in 26 points I don't want to say that he's figured it out, but it's at least promising game one. At least promising. Uh, I would have to really drill down into the sample, which I have not done. You know, like I'm guessing that maybe for one or two of those, Joel was not available and then it's easier to cue on Tyrese, right? Maybe one was his rookie year and he played in and, 
you know, we didn't expect, I don't know. So I'd have to look at that sample and see what it was all about. Um, yeah. Certainly the, the games this year stood out because they went three to one against us. And one of those really hurt, like the Blake Griffin hit all the threes in the first quarter game. Like that was such a winnable ball game and you needed Tyrese to play, but these were still the days when he was playing in all bench units, I believe. Right. With, so I, I have and... the, I have the numbers. Uh, it's 10 games started six. Um, 25 minutes a game, 8.2 points, two, two and a half rebounds, and about an assist and a half, shooting about 34% from the field. Again, small sample size, but he has played Boston more than any other team, with the exception of Chicago for some All time. right, so I guess this, there's really something to this. So I, I like what I saw. He did not give up. He was still, like, taking shots, which is something that, you know, the previous point guard was not doing. Like once that particular individual like wouldn't. Are you referring to? Um, you know, you know who I'm referring to. I know who I'm referring a point to. Guard, so I'm just checking. No, I was, I was talking. Listen, I was talking. <laughs> we know who I was referring to. <laughs> know exactly who I was referring to. Um, but yeah, once things is, is going... Ben gonna get a thank you at the MVP speech. Um. that that would be kind of funny um but yeah the Sixers stealing game one taking away home court advantage from the Celtics and all the Sixers have to do is protect home court and you go back to Boston up 3-1 that's all they have to do I know that's a big if it's a tall task but damn it it's at least possible now let me just tell you this if all the Sixers did was win their home games, they would win the championship. That's a mind-blowing stat, right? That is accurate. That is very accurate. That's an accurate and crazy that is an accurate and crazy statement. So if all they did is win their home games. They're they're they win the crown. So just protect home court for the rest of the playoffs, That's Sixers. That's the, all you have to NBA, do. The Larry O'Brien runs through South Philly right now. <laughs> Uh, let me see. Actually, hold on, hold on a second. Is that true? Do we do it? Well, I mean, unless unless we play Denver in the finals. Oh yeah, Denver. Denver passed them at the end of the year, right? Right. Oh, so we'd have to go into the altitude. I stand corrected. Never yeah, mind. Sorry, I I did not mean to pour a cold no, ice I'm, I'm glass of water. I'm glad you <laughs> fact checked because I remember writing multiple times down the stretch that the Sixers have the best record. Um compared to the nuggets but they overtook us at the end i guess oh man all right based on that we're i feel like we're like extremely excited and flustered and it's just it's just waves and no waves no it's, of emotion. It is, it's the other way around <laughs> it's the other way around the sixers this it was the denver nuggets little slump which coach michael malone referred to as like i think maybe some of the toxic mvp discourse got to Jokic, and the sixers do have a one game lead on the nuggets all they have to do is win their home games and they will be the champs. Oh, so all that right. Is, that is all accurate. Right. So, you, so you're fact checking the fact check. That's good. Fact That's, check the I, fact checker. They I have like 54 that. wins. The Nuggets only have 53. So, if they win three home games against Boston, uh, they'll advance. Then they would host the winner of Miami versus New York. They'd have home court for that. Oh, and then, go. no matter who comes out of the West, they would have the better record and host. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. I need the I need the Lakers, the Warriors, uh, the Suns, the 
the Nuggets, like I, the Lakers, Warriors, and Suns. I need you to just all like step down, okay? And then I need the Knicks, oh. the I need the Knicks, the Heat, and the Celtics to also step aside. We deserve Embiid versus Jokic for all the marbles. We deserve it. Is that what you want? That's what That's I want. Damn it! <laughs> I I wouldn't mind the Lakers. That'd be pretty fun. Uh, okay, I have this thing about the Lakers. Like, I'll only say this because I don't want to get off track. I don't want another MV, uh, NBA Finals that revolves around LeBron James. Like, I I want something else. Like, no, I'm done. I'm done with that. Like, let he's he's had twenty years of his moments. Like, let's let's just move on from LeBron James for now. Okay, I'm just tired of it. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to all the LeBron fans out there. That's just me, okay? I'm the I'm, counterpoint I'm, would be wouldn't it be nice to to knock all that hoopla out of the park with a win? Yeah, but I prefer to I listen, I I'm in this for the story, okay? Two MVPs going right at each other. Like I want You're that right. in a seven game series. That is more You're compelling right. to me. If I'm writing the if I'm writing the NBA script, I'm gonna I that's what I want. That's what's gonna put the most eyes on television screens. If I could script it however I wanted, they uh they would beat the Warriors and, and knock out Steph. I kind of like that too, actually. All right, Denver Joel, going- Joel beats Steph. That'd be pretty awesome. Joel dunks on Draymond. That'd be pretty awesome. Harden Harden avenges his uh, Rockets demons. Harden avenges his Rockets days. Yeah. Okay. You're right. You're right. Okay. So Sixers Denver or Sixers Golden State. That's what we're that's what we're playing for on this podcast. Let's do it. <laughs> In the meantime, always, always, always read the site libertyballers.com. You can the follow site's me. The killing it right now. The site I mean, is absolutely freaking killing it right now. So it's great content up there, yeah. Catch up on some stuff if you haven't been able to. I I get it like it's hard to process information going into your brain after the last 12 to 24 hours i get it but once once the once the things once things kind of slow down a little bit before game two read the site stuff they're going to have preview game two up either uh today or tomorrow depending on when you're listening to this podcast you can follow liberty ballers on twitter is at liberty underscore ballers you can follow me at adob royce you can follow dave at david early dave Game two tomorrow night or Wednesday, Wednesday, May 3rd, game two. I'm hype. Like, even if the Celtics come out like gangbusters and win game two, like, job done. We, we, job done, right? We stole a game we in Boston. Even, we didn't even earn a half of a point in terms of respect from Vegas. They're still 10 point favorites, just like they were in game one. So we're, we're projected to get spanked again by the odds makers. Yeah, I haven't I, even allowed myself to imagine stealing both in Boston, so I'm not going to go down that road. Yeah, yet. I'm not going down that road. No but way. It's not I, literally impossible. I had the Sixers money line last night. That's good enough for me. I'm good for now. Oh my goodness, I'm, your risk. I'm good for now. I'm good for now. <laughs> I took the I took the Sixers money line in the over. I'm good for now. <laughs> Just take me out on your boat, please. <laughs> well, it's not not that much. I only put I only put a <laughs> ten bucks on it, so it was fine. But until next week, uh, go Sixers. Joel is the MVP. And, yeah, happy times here in Sixers Lane. Trust the process.
Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. Canva presents stories to keep you up at night. It was an ordinary work day until... The Singapore presentation is at 3 a.m. The office was shocked. <laughs> That's when we sleep. Maya made it less scary with Canva. <laughs> I'll just record my presentation so Singapore can watch it anytime. Record and present anytime with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work.